0: At some point in time, Jesus returns through the air and all the world sees him in the clouds. Then what happens? What do you think they're going to react like? In Matthew chapter 24, verse 30, Jesus says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth Mourn. Mourn? Why? Because they are not following God. Instead, they are claiming their right to be homosexuals and lesbians. Their right to remarry after divorce. Their right to have an abortion. Therefore, they aren't going to want to see Jesus come through the clouds. And when they do see him, they will mourn unless they repent before that happens and turn to the word of God. If God will give them a heart to repent and they fall down before God and repent of what they have done or are thinking of doing and are born again by the spirit of God, then they will be the elect of God, and if they hold fast to the end and hold the Scriptures before them unto the end, they won't mourn at seeing Jesus. They will rejoice, and they will be changed into their new spiritual bodies and taken by Jesus to the new heaven and the new earth, which is prepared for them, the elect of God, and there's no more sorrow. In heaven and there is no more pain physical pain because we won't have these bodies these human bodies whereby pain comes physical pain or disease or fear or dread or sorrow or all the other emotions of the flesh we won't have this flesh anymore For we will have new spiritual bodies in heaven. Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Start at verse 48. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we borne the image of our fathers and mothers and ancestors when we were born on this earth. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly, of God, who is a spirit. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery, says Paul. We shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. There will be people who are the elect of God still living on the earth when Jesus returns to gather the elect of God. First, the dead in Christ are raised, and then those who are the elect of God and still alive on this earth are changed into their new spiritual bodies and rise to meet Jesus in the air, and are taken into the heaven and earth that's prepared for them, the new heaven and new earth that God has prepared for the elect of God. And we won't have these fleshly bodies in the new heaven and new earth, and we will be changed in the blink of an eye. Blink your eye. That's how fast it will happen. And we will be raised to meet Jesus and those who have been resurrected from the dead. We will be raised to meet them in the air and be taken to the new heaven and new earth. And God will then destroy this present heaven and earth. Says the sky will roll up as a scroll and be on fire. The earth will be dissolved by fire. Everything you can see with your natural eye is going to be destroyed by God at the end. We read that in second Peter chapter three, Start at verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God wherein without spot and blameless. What makes us worthy to escape? Jesus tells us in Luke 21 what to do. Start at verse 33. Jesus says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which is overindulgence, and drunkenness, and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always. What's he talking about? Watch yourself. And anytime you're concerned about anything, turn to God. Oh, God, help me with this. Anytime you have any trouble, stop and say, God, please help me. Show me what to do. See, pray always. Watch what you're doing. And pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape. Why would you be accounted worthy to escape by doing that? Because you're connecting with God continually. You're connecting with God continually through prayer, through talking to God about things, through thanking God for the things you have. And when you're frightened, you turn to God, help me. You're connected with God. That makes you worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. And it makes you worthy to stand before the Son of Man. Because of that continual connecting to God through prayer. Certainly we're saved by the blood of Jesus. But we continually connect to God after we're born again. We connect to God by calling on God. The world doesn't do that. Most of the people who go to church don't do that. They turn to each other for strength. One time a young man visited me he was a church person and he said oh it is so nice to be around a godly woman but he said it's good for you too because now you have someone you can tell your troubles to and i said well i don't tell my troubles to humans he said you don't well who do you tell your troubles to i said god he said oh Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. We must continually do this day by day, second by second, throughout every day. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, when you do that, we have a promise attached to that, to that statement. When you do that, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the Word. The Word that God brings to you enables you to live in peace. So you say, oh, God, help me. He sends you a word by the Holy Spirit who reminds you of the word, and you rejoice in the word. And by that rejoicing in the word, you live in peace. And it makes you worthy to escape because you're connecting with God directly, not through another human, by going directly to God in prayer. So the people of the world and the people of the apostate church demand the right to live the way they want to live on this earth. Proverbs 14, 12, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. But we hold out the word of life, the word of life to people. So they come across our path, And they demand the right to divorce and remarry. And we hold out Mark 10, 11, 12 to them. Jesus says, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. So all of a sudden they have a choice. They can go in the way of life or they can go in their own preferences demanding their own rights to do what they want to do on this earth and go in the way of death. A homosexual or lesbian comes across our path and they say, well, does this mean you support homosexuals and lesbians? And you say, this is what God says about the subject of homosexuals and lesbians. In the Bible, Romans chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. You're holding out the word of life to them. Or they demand the right to have an abortion which is destroying the heritage of God. Psalm 127 verse 3. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So by the abortion the woman denies the right for her mother and dad to have that grandchild. She denies the right of her brothers and sisters to have that niece or nephew. She denies the right of other children to have that brother or sister. And worst of all, she cuts off a part of her own flesh, which to the end of her life she is saying, if only I hadn't done that that child would now be such and such an age. Will she ever be able to really stop thinking about that as long as she lives on this earth? She can be forgiven, but will she ever be able to turn away from that memory? I know by reason we think we should be able to, but will she? It's even hard for me when I think of things I've done in the past and how I wish I'd done better with other people. And I turned to God just recently with that. And he reminded me of a scripture in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. Behold, I make all things new. But you make it so hard on yourself when you go against the Word of God, and you claim your rights to commit sins in the sight of God. It's going to be much harder. So how can there be any wonder in the fact that Jesus said, when he comes through the air to collect the elect of God before God destroys this present heaven and earth, Matthew 24, 30, Jesus says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They will mourn when they see this because they're not following the Word of God. They're pursuing their own desires on this earth. They're demanding their own rights on this earth. And they will mourn when Jesus returns. So take pride in those sins until you see Jesus coming through the air and then begin to mourn. Second Corinthians 5, 10, 11, For we must all appear, before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.